This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Nice. <laughs> That's falling down a well. Yeah, that was good. Um, I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And uh, I, I think my internet will hopefully be okay. Um, already some signs of fading, but you know, we'll, 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 we'll fight through just in case, but um Always carrying me is my lovely producer, uh, Maddie. Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Uh, yeah, Fred, I am your producer. I'm Matt Duncan. We are today in the season nine finale of the Confederacy of Dunks. The season, the playoffs are officially over. So before I throw back to you, thanks to everyone who's been listening all season from when we were on Sonar to the switch over to Raptors Republic. We really appreciate it. We're having a great time, and we're excited to keep doing off-season specials throughout the summer, and then start up with season ten in October. God damn it! Right, thank you, Maddie. <laughs> um, bless your heart. Um, I know it's sad times for you, not being able to use your uh, snowblower, mm. but um, you know, winter will come. <laughs> um, I uh yeah I just want to say also thanks to everyone who's been listening supporting it's been a fun move to Raptors Republic if you're tuning into the podcast for the first time or you're coming back you know we're hardcores we're analysts we're comedians we're performers so if you are you know any one of those or just a basketball nut in general you've made it to the right place mm-hmm. and um yeah uh, let me throw back to you Maddie just you know if, if people want to help us if people want to you know, contribute in any way or kind of like big us up? How how can they do that? Well, if you're watching the segments on YouTube, please like and subscribe. We really appreciate it. We've also got a lot of other great podcasts on Raptors Republic that you got to check out. We've got a couple guests from different podcasts today, which Freddie will Mm -hmm. get into, which is exciting. But yeah, we've got in our social medias, our Instagram and our Twitter, we've got Linktree set up. It's going to take you everywhere you want to go. You want to go to the podcatchers, you want to go to raptorsrepublic.com. Listen there. You can go to our website, dunkspodcast.com. Uh, we, you know, it has been rebranded. It looks good. It looks sweet. It looks nice. So, yeah, just look down in your descriptions, in your notes, your show notes, and uh, there's a there's plenty of linkage for you there. Maddie, you're you're, you're, <laughs> you're a beast. Uh, thank you very much. Um, 
And you know, uh, another shout out because she deserves one than more, uh, her more than one, um, to Taylor McLean for you know just building an absolutely amazing website for us. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's uh, bring on the guest. But before I do, I will say, uh, keep following. You know, it should be close to everyone's heart. But uh, free Brittany Griner. Uh, if you don't know who that is or what I'm talking about, Google it. Figure it out. Uh, it's an important issue that we should all be invested in. But uh, I'm going to bring on um, a, a dear friend. Uh, she's done this podcast more than anyone. She runs Buckets and Tea, which I did yesterday. Uh, podcast at Raptors Republic. She's incredible. I, you know, we 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 are very connected via basketball. We run a WNBA podcast together as well, uh, called The Pickup, a WNBA podcast. But you know, she's also a writer for uh, for a million shows. She's a great stand up. Uh, you know, hopefully she plugs her stand up album. Uh, at the uh, at the end of the episode, but um, give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Catherine Niker. Hello, 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 hello. I love how we just exclusive out, uh, yeah, dance for the youtube watchers there yeah uh <laughs> it feels like uh it feels like we're kind of doing that thing in a gym class where you're trying to keep the hoop the hula hoop spinning mm-hmm. oh yeah i love that love yeah. that i can never do it but you know <laughs> uh, maybe one day right <laughs> um Catherine, thanks for joining thanks for having me all right let's uh let's bring on guest number two um yeah i've been listening to his podcast recently uh you know, sometimes he has a collection of people. Sometimes he kind of like goes in on specific stuff. You know, nice guy. He's doing, uh, you know, the the Raptor show today with, with Blake Murphy and Jamma, uh, and you know, uh, all sorts of people. And he's, you know, he was nice enough to also come do our podcast. Uh, it's a uh, it's a man they call Mac uh, from Running Off the Screen. So give it up uh, as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Mac. This is like all, yeah, we're, we're really sitting in the vibes today. This is good. It's like pimp, pimp music or something. I was going to say, this is like Shaft-esque. Yeah. <laughs> we call him Alberta Shaft. His name is Matt. It's fitting. Perfect. Um, dude, uh, thank you so much uh, for, for, you know, uh, joining the podcast today. And I always got to compliment people when they just have a, a wonderful background. So, you know. It's looking good oh. back there. Oh, thank you, thank you. Something to put put together, you know. Yeah, it looks it's it's nice. You got the Bel Air Academy. You got DeRozan. You got Kobe. Mm, my you boy know, Kobe. You, you got it all. Um, but uh, yeah, thank thank you so much for joining. And uh, you know, we, we got the we got the draft coming up. We got a lot of stuff coming up. So uh, let's just dive right in there. Maddie, good sir, uh, if you could give me your most delicious, weird, funny. Raptors sting. You're listening to Confederacy of Dunks or whatever. This isn't like a Confederate flag podcast, is it? Oh, Raptors. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Our first hate mail podcast. <laughs> was that in, was that sting inspired by hate mail? Uh, well, no, that was actually David Spade. I asked him oh. to do a plug, but then he got oh. worried that it was a Confederate flag podcast. Yeah, certainly but then not. saw certainly the not. Raptors and went, oh, Raptors. 
Uh-huh. Shout out, shout out, just shoot me star, David Spade. Um, you know, yeah, like honestly, David Spade cracks me up. So, uh, legit, if you're a Raptor fan, Mr. Spade, I mean, thank you. Uh, and, uh, you know, appreciate you, uh, hooking Matt up with that lovely sting. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, keep doing what you do and I don't know, being funny. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm clearly thrown off. Anytime Matt finds a celebrity, I'm rattled. Right. Cause I just got to think about a reference from 30 years ago and go from there. Oh <laughs> Maddie, I can hear you laughing there. Okay. Let's, uh, uh, let's start with you, Mac. Um, so, uh, you know, I recently listened to, uh, to to your, your your draft pod it was you know super informative and i think i i wanted to take it this in a in a certain direction i'm not like a draft expert so i wanted to kind of lean into both of uh, you know our all three of our fan experiences so uh, yeah i guess i'm wondering like you know as a raptor fan as a raptor analyst which raptor draft um you know you can pick from from any of our, our our draft picks like which draft pick was the most memorable for you you know good or bad most memorable uh there's two but f- for one i could go with DeRozan. um mm-hmm. in 2009 um it was probably like the first draft class where i actually followed it thoroughly and i zeroed in on DeRozan as like my favorite prospect and then when the timberwolves picked rubio and johnny flynn I was ecstatic. And then, um, you know, <clears throat> then what happened is uh, we end up selecting DeRozan and uh, the rest is history. And another moment that um, that stands out is when we drafted Bruno Cabocolo. And then mm-hmm. I think it was Adam Silver said Cabolo. He didn't even know the guy's name. Yeah, so he was like, where is this guy from? from? Yeah. <laughs> so those are two uh, uh, moments that stand out to me. Good, great picks. I, you know, I remember the DeRozan draft too. Uh, I think the thing with him was sort of like, this is the athlete of the draft. I remember I kept, I kept hearing that, like, this is the most athletic guy. I, that was, you know, I, I was, I had followed the draft before that, you know, obviously because the Raptors had a bunch of bad seasons, but also I, I think I was still figuring things out. There was a part of me that was like, you know, maybe we'll, we'll draft James Harden. Uh, and oh. he, he went third overall and I was like, Oh, okay. I, maybe I don't understand the draft that well, but, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just like, Oh yeah, I really want this guy, James Harden. And he went like way before the Raptors had a chance. And I was like, all right, you know, let me leave this to the experts. Uh, and Bruno, I mean, we don't talk about Bruno except we do, right? Like he, <laughs> you know, he was Masai's first, um, first love. Uh, you know, inspired, <laughs> he was right. He inspired a G League team. Um, I know I'm speaking like so poetically, right? Uh, my, my wife watches Encanto like once a day, okay? So just, just know that, but um, yeah, you know, but Bruno was uh, he, he it was a time, it was a specific vibe. I think we had no idea what was going on. We, we weren't really sure, like, you know, Messiah hadn't put his imprint on the team yet. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Bruno and DeRozan, great picks. Uh, Catherine, what's up? What's your most memorable draft pick? All right. Raptors. So, I, I, you know, we all know the top like Raptors draft picks, right? Like we all know about like Vince Carter, Chris mm-hmm. Bosh, Scotty Barnes. So, you know, I decided to dive a little deeper into okay. this. Okay. And I'm going with. Uh, we, he was a number two pick 
in the draft and we got him. It was Marcus Camby in 1996. And the 1996 draft class is famous for a lot of other people not named Marcus Camby. (laughs) I think that is why it should be one of our most memorable. Um, Just to go through some of the highlights here. Now, Allen Iverson was drafted number one overall, so we did not have a chance at Allen Iverson. But we could have gotten, I don't know, a Kobe Bryant, a Steve Nash, a Peja Stoyakovich. A Ray Allen, a Stefan Marbury, uh, Sharif Abdul Rahim. You know, there's a lot of guys there, but yeah. <laughs> Marcus Camby was here for a few years before he was eventually, I think, traded to the Knicks, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. But I, I feel like in the Raptors, uh, you know, lexicon, we do not reminisce enough on the fact that we had the number two pick in the 1996 draft and it was only our second year ever in the draft. And yep. uh, that's what we, that's what we did with it. Those are, those are some growing pains. <laughs> yeah. Well said. And I, and I feel like it's interesting to think about, you know, how, like how stacked that draft was because also, you know, Marcus Camby is like, I don't think anyone would ever refer to him as like a bust. He was a good player. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just a fantastic shop locker. And uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting because that's like kind of peak. That's like almost like before toxic rap- raptors. Like we were still just like that's like we were baby- still we were sky dome raptors. <laughs> yeah, still. we were sky dome. That's like baby deer raptors, you know. <laughs> I think that I think there was a rule with the expansion teams that we weren't allowed to get the number one pick, and that's why we didn't end up with the number one pick in that draft. So it yeah, was just our bad right. luck that we, yeah, I think we're, we had bad luck that we couldn't end up with uh, Iverson, but yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the year before too, I'm just looking, we, uh, you know, uh, Damon uh, drafted a you know, seventh overall, which is a, you know, a great pick. And uh, I, I, you know, speaking of backgrounds, I got to put up uh, I got a, I, from a friend, I got a signed Jimmy King from the Sears catalog uh, 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 as a Raptor, uh, you know, kind of, um, uh, picture so you know shout out Jimmy King uh, largely unknown member of the Fab Five but um, <laughs> yeah uh, mine you know I I gotta go just straight down memory lane where you know this is when me I, I got I got three brothers and we became season seat holders during Colangelo's first year uh, I guess I you know I was sort of a baby deer as well just like all optimism thinking, you know, Colangelo was going to change basketball. He's Jerry Colangelo's son. This is like, you know, a decade before whatever, like uh, his Twitter gate caller thing, um, you know. And, I was going to uh, say, he changed basketball with his, uh, with his burner accounts. He sure did. He sure did. Uh, and he was also like a part of the process, I guess. Like he was, uh-huh. he was the person that came in after Hinky and then uh, also left. And, uh, you know, the process continues, I guess, for Philly. But, um, yeah, Bargnani, you know, I you, like he wasn't really I think people knew about him. But he was a you know out of nowhere pick. It felt like, but also uh, I, I remember the conversation was kind of like we got the next Dirk, and uh, I've said it on the podcast before. But uh, you know, being a basketball fan for a long time changes you. I've had a lot of conversations and a lot of bars 
telling people that Bargnani was going to become Dirk. And I mean, years into his career, like, you know, I, I held on to that Bargnani faith for a while and it was exciting, you know, to, to your point too, Mac, like we, we was, it was, uh, it was the first and only time the Raptors have had the, the, the number one overall pick. So yeah, we could have got Aldridge. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of guys in that draft. So, to your point, Catherine, like there was, there was people that were better than Bargnani that we could have got, but it was, it was exciting. And it was my first year being like a season seat holder. Always got a shout out section 309, but um, yeah, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's my memorable choice. Andrea Bagnani. Um, Primo, Primo pasta. pasta. Yeah. Right. <laughs> do, do we just, we just like came in like the beastie boys and dropped, a, <laughs> dropped a Primo pasta. Um, I mean, that is like, I feel like, that's one of the most synonymous things with any one player in Raptors history is just like, Oh, for sure. Now that you say that, I can't believe there wasn't like an early, like social media, internet, like rap remix of the Primo pasta, you know, like how everything that went pseudo viral became like a song. Yeah. It was all like DJ Porter. Yeah. Like I can't believe that didn't become a song somehow. That was a real missed opportunity. Yeah. Someone needs to like, maybe it's not too late. Maybe Maddie, uh confederacy of dunks producer yeah can make it happen you've got the skills <laughs> i'll look into it i don't know if you have the musical <laughs> skills but you have other technical maddie's skills. like don't <laughs> give me more work <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh yeah maddie if you don't mind if you could just put together if like you just uh, do a full remix <laughs> yeah for do, us, do a full like <laughs> remix like the raptors darkest times like throwing a hito ball <laughs> Yeah, oh, you know what? So I've got a very thin connection to Drake, so I will talk to one of his producers. Yeah. Would you, explore, would you yeah. explore that thin connection, please? Yeah. We've been talking about it for years. I know. Um, <laughs> and just go ahead and watch Space Jam, if you don't mind. Right. Um, but yeah, Matt's halfway through Space Jam. He says he's going to finish it this weekend. Really? No. Wait, which one? No which way. one? Which Number one. one. Number one. You've never oh, watched no. it. Yeah. I've never finished never it. never watched it. Wow. Did you, yeah. Matt, did you actually start Space Jam? Yeah, yeah, I did start it. What finally convinced you to start it? We've been bugging you for years. Well, you know, I I started to uh, feel the pressure, I guess uh, you would say. So yeah. I was like, I got I to gotta get into this because I feel like I'm not a true basketball fan until until I get it done. But So I'm still not a true basketball fan, I guess is what I'm saying. You know saying. what? At what uh, part in the movie had, did you stop? Oh, like once once their possession came into the game, like the the players were getting possessed. <laughs> Weren't they getting possessed by tunes or something? Like nasty oh, tunes got stolen. Yeah. Oh, that's so you it. mean once the actual plot of the movie started? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five I mean, minutes. Like as, as soon as I realized it wasn't about golf, um, <laughs> I just was like, "What is this thing?" Okay, let's uh, oh, let's Sorry. move on. But uh, I had to I had to learn. No, no, no. It's it's important background on the pod. Uh, and and Maddie, please stick around. And let me just say to anyone listening, you know, in the comments, please please give give Matt suggestions. <laughs> Of like you know what you might give him if he finally completes Space Jam because oh, he just wow. needs a he needs a little more motivation you know it's true we we were giving him the stick and he needs the he needs the carrot I think look um, I watch I watch Space Jam you all have to watch Eddie okay sure <laughs> like, I don't got no problem with Eddie 
<laughs> Wait, is that the Whoopi Goldberg one? Yeah, yeah Eddie's fun. Yeah. He's great, man. <laughs> um, no worries with Eddie. Um, I feel like you thought that was gonna carry more weight, Matt. Um, you gotta watch Eddie, and we're like, sure, no worries, man. <laughs> watch you later today. Um, okay, uh, but uh, yeah, Maddie, you're gonna stick around. Um, yeah, we're 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 doing a lot of memory lane stuff. I remember when, uh, you know, Vince Carter used to always have his kind of summer charity game. Um, you know, there's famous stories of him, uh, like just being an incredible dancer and busting out moves on the, on the, at that, at the time, the ACC floor. But yeah, it got me thinking, you know, if, if one of our current players was going to have like, you know, not necessarily a, a charity event, but like some type of event, uh, that, that would be a big fun fan draw or weird or whatever. Uh, yeah, I just want to see where your heads are at. Catherine, uh, I'm going to go to you first. What's what's the summer event and and who's running it? What's going down? Okay, well, first of all, I ha- so I thought of an answer this, this morning, and, and I will share that answer, but something wild happened this afternoon. This is like, if you haven't heard yet, I'm going to break news on this podcast, and that is Nick Nurse is performing this weekend at the Toronto Jazz Festival with what? a Prince tribute band. Whoa. <laughs> wow, the Ark House. So, so this like like what kind of Raptors event summer thing should happen? There's one happening. I yes. am for sure going. Oh, like, I will go. I'm going out of my way. I will make sure I'm there. Yeah. So I'm going to have a really fun time. Uh, swooning to the crooner. I don't know jazz terms. Oh, that, <laughs> jazz terminology. Insert jazz terms here. I'm going to bring my flute and join in. <laughs> um, like Anchorman. Like yeah, I don't know. I don't. Exactly. I, I feel like Anchorman. the flute wasn't a prominent instrument in a lot of Prince's music, yeah, but it, it I welcome you in the show. And if you don't mind introducing me to Nick while you're up there, that'd be great. Um. So, yeah, so that's happening for real. And then also Vince, I went to those charity games and and Vince Carter really was a good dancer. I'm sure he Mm -hmm. still is. Like, it was like, oh, my God, I'm aging myself, obviously. But like, I forgot what that dance is called. But there was like a very popular, like early 2000s. I feel like Lil Bow Wow did it a lot with like the shimmying of the shoulders and like the Harlem shake. shake. Yes. Thank you. Wow. And Vince would would do that a lot. And people were really into it. I remember that very well because I had a big crush on him back then. Uh, first love of my life. Anyway, uh, so the event that I want to pitch, which I think would be amazing and would absolutely become like a full-on Toronto institution if it happened, is I'm pitching a Gary Trent Jr. Sergi Baca collaboration for a fashion show for oh. charity. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's very good. That would be a hit. Um, That'd be such a big hit. I think yeah. it would become an annual thing, even like, you know, when I mean, Serge obviously isn't a Raptor anymore, but even like long after they're both retired, I feel like that's like something that would just keep going. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Serge, Serge is a champion. So I feel like, yeah, he's always welcome back. Right. If you're yeah. if you're a champion in the city, you, you, you always got a, some form of coin and dine, you know? Yeah, summertime, um, whatever shirt he's wearing, it will be unbuttoned. 
No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, chest like, would be exposed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and then he's like working it with a swag. Totally. I, you know, we just we have to have that annually, yeah. annually. Totally. He's. I, I can picture it now. There, you know, shirts are flowing. They're Harlem yes. shaking. Nick's there with sacks. <laughs> Catherine's just like in her, like you know. Yeah, Nick Nurse has like a saxophone in the background. For sure. Yeah, Nick's is like lowered from a crane. Just yeah. like saxing it up. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. I just picked this up last week. He's wearing like a prince blouse while he's at it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my God. Yes. Game blouses. And it's just yeah. Nick yeah. Nurse with this. Give me Nurse in a, in, a, in a prince blouse for sure. Yeah. Um, I will lose my mind if he's wearing a blouse. Oh, on Sunday, yeah. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. I will lose if if anyone goes to the Toronto Jazz Festival and they see a woman literally shrieking, <laughs> it is because Nick Nurse wore a blouse on stage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, that's that that is breaking news. Um, okay, uh, Mac, who's your um, who's your current player? Or you know, yeah, you can do two players like, like Catherine did. It can be kind of like a tag team thing. And, um, you know, well, yeah, what's the event? Uh, I think a good event would be uh, Spice and Dice Weekend with uh, Freddie and Pascal. Um, oh, love it. Doing some type of event, like a two-day event. Uh, maybe oh, yeah. like a week before, a week after Caravan, a weekend. You know, and the proceeds can go to like their both their foundations. And it would just consist of like an invitational three-point contest, a dunk contest judged by the current players. And then Saturday, we can have like a Raptors alumni game. And maybe at the halftime show, we could have Surge do like a How Hungry Are You challenge. Um, yes. Or like <laughs> a good stuff. Or like a best scarf contest or something yeah. with him and OG judging it. So, yeah, that's that would be my event. Yeah. A best scarf contest <laughs> best scarf, in the middle yeah. of summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's good stuff. I mean, we got to shout out friend of the podcast, uh, Ennis Hesmer, for uh, creating the Spice and Dice name. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, such a good nickname for those two. Uh, I thought you were going in the direction of like it's going to be like people like eating wings and gambling. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, that's like good too. But you know, yours is much more wholesome and like there's like a family feel, which is is great. You know, it's like they gotta they gotta give well, that could be charity. after the uh, that could be after. Yeah, that's after like late night. wings and gambling are after. <laughs> yeah, I just want to gamble and eat wings. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, okay, yeah, that's a, you know spice and dice fest. That's got that's got a good ring to it too. Uh, Maddie, what's up? Who's your you know you don't have to have two guys you know no no pressure but um, yeah yeah well what's who's your raptor? What's the event? Uh, those are both great events that should take place i would buy tickets and raffles at those events just to say right now Ooh, raffles yeah I'd, I'd buy a raffle ticket for sure you know the fashion show raffle <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. matt's like is that what happens at fashion shows yeah. <laughs> mine's really dumb i it got in my head i tried to shake it out but you know what the more i thought about it i think it's actually pretty good listen i was driving in my car out in the country in ontario last week and i sure. noticed all these barns that are just dilapidated they're they're hanging on by toothpicks here and i'm thinking Boy, wouldn't it be great if there was an event called Scotty's Barns? And what Scotty does is he goes to communities across Ontario, finds dilapidated barns. They they raise money to to, to rebuild the barn, turn it into like a state of the art 
uh, NBA court inside, and then the the community's got a new, pretty much a new like uh, place to play basketball. Fixing up one of Scotty's barns now. Yeah, they have to have like a giant carved picture of him on the front of the barn. They, you know, he's got to have that stamp of approval on it. Also, what is is great about these barns, they will be littered across Ontario again, that when when a Raptor's having a tough time during the season, they can't quite get their shot, we'll send Gary Trent out to one of these barns, and he just might be there in the dark taking shots. You know, you're getting the city out of your head. You're, you're getting... We will never sign a free agent ever. <laughs> Come to Trump, don't you? Hey, you, know, you want to get Kyrie Irving here? Get him in one of the barns. Get him in one of Scotty's barns. <laughs> So I just think it'll be great for the community. It's like we're just we're just going to inject the Raptors culture, the rookie of the year, uh, into one little town at a time. That's incredible. There's a raffle as well. There will be raffles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is like I mean, I don't even have any jokes to add, man. That's like you're right. It was weird. Um, I'm glad you said it. It works. Uh, I, I, I will add this. I love that you started like this idea, like this kind of sort of send, sending players to Siberia idea. <laughs> with, with things. If there's a player struggling, we'll send Gary Trent to a barn. So, you know, yeah, I, I think I think we know who you think is going to yeah. have some uh, slump. Uh, but um, okay, uh, lots of good ideas. Uh, I'm going to throw in a, a bonus one. Um, this, I just think, you know, it's not even that funny, but I think it needs to happen. Um, uh, it's called Bobby's Americano. So uh, Bobby Webster, Beautiful. just making coffee for the fans. Like he, he likes making <laughs> coffees. Uh, he, you know, we saw, we saw all the Tampa footage. This guy, like he, he's down to make you a cappuccino, an Americano, a latte. So let, let's get Bobby. You know, can we, can little- we call it Barista Bobby? Sure, that's way better than Bobby's Americano. Bobby um, just, you know, just so there's a variety of drinks. Yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, he needs a full like kind of like kiosk like sort of thing where it's like <laughs> you're showing up like you know have a fan make sure it doesn't overheat. Um, put him at Taste of Italy or whatever. Um, you know, t- t- okay, I'm mixing two things. <laughs> taste, taste of Italy. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> taste, <laughs> taste of little. What's that called? Come by a little Italy. Who knows? Um, <laughs> and then the the other one is just called uh, uh, Delano's Party Bus. So uh, you come over to Kipling. You get on the forty five. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> the driver's Mister Delano Banton, um, and you can drink. You can drink. Wow. He's driving his own <laughs> yeah, party bus. That's right. But it's a teacher's. <laughs> he's bus. not even like the life of the party and someone else. No, he's got. He's got to focus. He's like you know that that Seinfeld episode with Kramer. Like he's got to keep making the stops. Because, <laughs> because wait, what time? What what time of day is this this bus like party bus going on? It should be pretty late, right? Like we don't <laughs> we don't want kids we don't want kids coming out of this like weed filled bus because um, <laughs> you know people are gonna be hot boxing that bus. Let's be real. People are um, only hot boxing the bus. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if any you could even do anything else. But you know we'll get some lights on there. You know what I mean? Um, maybe we'll you know TV in the back showing Space Jam. Wow. Mac can finally catch up. Um, you know, some flubber, who knows, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, th- I think this, this was a good silly segment. Um, 
let's move on to some NBA stuff and I get a little bit serious about the, the champs, but, um, uh, Maddie, uh, if you would, uh, I don't know if it's David Spade. I'm excited for whatever it is, but please give me your most, uh, you know, delicious, weird celebrity NBA sting. The Confederacy of Don't Say Talking Raptors ain't talking to you all. Oh, wow. <laughs> See that one? That one is that 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 one's not even that one just is like should be a permanent one. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, Stephen A. Screaming. Um, what was the last thing you said? Uh, you know, I th- I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? New rule for me: don't quiz Matt on his sound cues. He doesn't quiz me on my questions. You know, you just got you just got to let an artist work. <laughs> Am I crazy for saying it almost had like an Al Pacino vibe to it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, did have that cadence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely seems like he's gonna like kill somebody. Or something. <laughs> like, like, you know, he's, I mean, Stephen A. gets jacked, but that that Stephen A. is like, get out of my house, Stephen A. You know. Um, <laughs> Can okay. we rank Stephen A. But you know, there's get out of my house, Stephen A. And then there's get off my lawn, Stephen A. <laughs> Like we yeah, just a lot of this trajectory for Stephen A. rants. There's also like a surprise confronted Stephen A. Which yes, is, which is a new one. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, and there's a, there's a strut Stephen A. I've seen that picture where he's just like strutting through the arena. I'm like, oh, I like that Stephen A. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's go to you. Uh, let's go to you on this one, Mac, uh, to start off. And uh, hopefully, it's not too convoluted, but. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of rightful uh, legacy talk with the Warriors. Uh, I just was uh, listening to the Low Post today with with Steve Kerr, you know, kind of sharing a bunch of stuff about Clay and Draymond and, and you know, Steph's humility and all this kind of stuff. But uh, I think the other part of legacy is sort of what's interesting me right now. And it's kind of like the the loser's legacy. You know, I think... When, when you don't win a championship, that also affects your legacy. And uh, I think at the, you know, when you talk about the top players or, you know, players that haven't won yet or franchises or whatever, uh, I'm just, you know, there's no real right answer here. It's kind of obviously like an, an opinion-based question, but who's, yeah, whose person or team legacy was impacted uh, by losing? Uh, and obviously it doesn't have to be the Celtics cause they were, you know, uh, in the finals, but like, you know, any team that didn't win this year, uh, or, or, or player, uh, yeah. Who's your, you know, most impacted by not winning Mac? Uh, I think it would be the Brooklyn Nets, like as a whole, you know, yeah. I think that experiment where they want to make a super team and go for that approach. I think that kind of officially closed as mm-hmm. you can see, like with the last couple teams in the finals, they're not super teams. They're teams that were built organically and through had their hardships. And then they gradually added pieces to make them better. Yeah. And with the, with the Nets, you know, you had Kyrie's injuries, the vaccination stuff, um, Harden losing patience, uh, Ben mm-hmm. Simmons being mentally, like not mentally prepared to suit up and compete. Yeah. You know, it's, it was such a crazy rise and fall of an organization. So I think the Brooklyn Nets would be, um, my, uh, I guess, legacy hindered team. Yeah, le- legacy hindered. That's what I should have called this. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a fantastic answer. And I'll even throw in uh, Steve Nash, right? Like, you know, is oh, he like yes. a young ingenue coach? Doesn't look like it. And, you know, I think that doesn't mean that he won't be successful, but 
you know, Steve Kerr, if I'm not mistaken, won a championship his first year. Nurse won a championship his first year. Um, uh, M.A. Udoka, you know, made it to the finals his first year. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and, and, and Brooklyn was a super team. I think the other super team, the Lakers, they did win a ring in the bubble, right? So they'll always have that. Anthony Davis will always have that. Um, you know, LeBron will always have his fourth. So, uh, yeah, obviously KD, you know, has rings and, you know, um, Kyrie has a ring. But, uh, yeah, that, you know, I, I think it's a really good point. Like the, the, the death of the super team or at least like the super team we know, uh, yeah, I think reflects the most in the Brooklyn Nets. Um, even, you know, they traded like a guy like Jared Allen uh, or oh, yeah. you know, let him go and kept DeAndre Jordan. Like they, they were going hard. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, you know, didn't even make it out of the first, they got the only team this year to get swept. Right. So crazy, crazy. Um, yeah, great, great answer. Uh, Catherine, who's your, who's your like, uh, yeah. Legacy hindered, uh, team or player. I mean, honestly, I have the, the same answer. Cause I think it's pretty, it, it's, it's pretty disastrous. Everything that's mm-hmm. happened with the Brooklyn Nets, not only, you know, did this super team, fail all the assets like you said that they gave up to make this happen you know i I don't know what's going to happen with this team i don't know what the future of this team is i really don't know what kevin durant's future is in terms of him trying to have this like legacy outside of the warriors I, i mean yeah it's a colossal failure for them and I don't really know how they get out of it. I mean, of course, like there's going to be a lot of offseason Kyrie Irving talk. And I would not be surprised if he was moved. But let's be real. This is not the Brooklyn Nets that Kevin Durant left Golden State for anymore. So that poses a whole new set of questions. And I think like, you know, I mean, Kevin Durant is a great player. And I don't want to like hold all this BS against him because it was a lot of it was outside of his control. Like let's be real. Totally. But at the same time, like this was a risk that he took that has not paid off and it is going to hurt his legacy. And I'm really curious to see in the next, like, you know, let's call it a two to three window max for him. uh, How he's going to attempt to bounce back from this. I don't have hope for Kyrie Irving to win another championship. I, maybe I'll be wrong, but I don't have hope for it because I don't think the will is there. Um, same with James Harden. I don't think the will or want is really there. And, but I do think Kevin Durant still really wants to win. So we'll see. It, it's a very interesting and confusing dynamic. As far as Steve Nash being a coach, I don't. He he's Kevin Durant's guy, and I think he was there to be the personality fit guy, which they desperately needed. And, you know, he, he kind of needs like, remember how like Phil Jackson had like a, what was his name? Like Tex, I want to say Tex Winters. Was that his yeah, name? Did yeah, I just yeah. make up a name? No, no, yeah, that's a Tex Winters, like kind of behind him, really like the orchestrator of the triangle offense and things like that. Maybe Steve Nash is that type of guy where he's more like the face and then the assistant coach is like the, the brilliant mind. But I, I don't know if I want to write him off as a coach just yet. But, yeah, they have a deeply questionable and very interesting future. Yeah, I mean, well said. So so many good points. And, I, you know, I, I agree 
a hundred percent, Catherine. And, you know, I always sort of, you know, when someone has a really good opinion, I kind of, you know, I'm like, Hey, that's a, that's a good, that's a good take. And it sticks with me. And, you know, long time ago, uh, you know, this is pre-vaccine stuff, which, which Mac alluded to, you know, you were the, I think the first person I heard describe Kyrie as like someone who is, you know, he's the, the talent's undeniable, but he's someone who kind of just doesn't like his job. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's a part of him like he's, he, yeah, like he's incredible. Right. But he's just, there's something there. Like it's something like he doesn't want to be there in some capacity and, it's hard to put your finger on, but like, yeah, I think, I think it is. The experiment is a, is a failure and, and, you know, great points about like, you know, we should still be nuanced when it comes to KD, like, you know, but, but uh, you know, it, it hasn't worked out. And, and back to what Mac was saying, all these teams are organic now. So it's, it's tough to go from this like super team idea to, where it's sort of like these are the best guys, everyone fall in place. To then be like, you know what? Let's actually be organic because that, or being organic and having like a good culture and sort of that, you know, that kind of idea takes time. You got, you got to like, you know. So it's a, it's a long recipe, a slow cook. So um, you know, it's hard to turn that around. Uh, I feel like you know, you both said Brooklyn. That to me is the right answer. My answer feels cute now. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm just gonna say it anyways. It uh, it's uh, not so much the Phoenix Suns, but but Chris Paul, and and I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think mm-hmm. his legacy. I think anyone that writes off Chris Paul if he if he finishes career without a finals appearance or without a championship is kind of you know whatever. Like I don't want to say casual, but like they're not. It's not a serious way to approach what Chris Paul did to the game. Like he's such a legend. But I think in the same way that, you know, Al Horford made it to the finals and, you know, even though he didn't win, it's like this guy who's an incredible player, uh, you know, not as good as Chris Paul, obviously, but like he, he has this thing where he's like, I made it to the finals. And it's just a thing that you expect most great players to do at some point in their career, you know, then, you know, it's notable when they don't right? like Steve Nash Um, and, I think for Chris Paul, like who knows, maybe Phoenix kind of takes that hit and, you know, just like is able to like massage the regular season. You know, we were talking about this on your pod a little bit uh, yesterday, Catherine, (laughs) uh, the way Golden State paced out their year. Maybe Phoenix does more of that and they actually are, you know, in a better shape come the playoffs. But it seemed like they were primed, right, to, to do big things. Uh, or, 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 you know, oh, wait a second. Well, they uh, were healthy minus COVID. My, my whole answer kind of fell apart because Chris Paul was in the finals last year. Um, <laughs> you know what? There you I go. I didn't mean to laugh in the mic like that. Sorry. No, please laugh in the mic. Uh, I got to call myself out uh, because people probably listening to that answer and they're like, what is this guy smoking? <laughs> he got off uh, or he didn't get off fast enough on the Delano Banton bus. Like this guy's trashed. Um <laughs> But you, but I, I guess I guess I'll save my own answer by just sort of saying that Phoenix to me seemed like a team on a mission. Chris Paul seemed like a player on a mission to to get this like last decorated thing. And you know Booker's young. I just think with the with the turmoil with Aiden and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it seems like 
Well, well, let me ask you this: Like, I don't know. Do, do you think Phoenix has another realistic run in them? No. I guess I'm. I guess I I'm don't. saying I, I. I don't really think so, but I guess it wouldn't totally shock me. What, what about you, Mac? Uh, I don't. I don't think so because <clears throat> they have a, they have a couple holes on that team. Um, you know, yeah, you mentioned that the Aiton issue, he might be, in, he might not be on the team next year. I don't know why they let go of Jalen Smith so easily. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have a, a power forward that can help them a switchability on the defensive end. And I see teams like the Grizzlies and the Mavericks, they're on the come up. Yeah. And I feel like those teams are like jump over the Phoenix Suns in the next couple of years. So I don't, I don't see them making it to the finals again. Agreed. And, you know, th- th- that that takes us to our, our, our last question, actually. And, you know, I always like to say that the Raptors, you know, sort of like Game of Thrones style, we broke the wheel, right? You know, uh, Golden State five appearances in a row, the Raptors 2019 championship. Since then, uh, there has not been um, any repeat teams uh, in the finals. Um, it was, uh, you know, Heat versus Lakers. Then it was uh, Suns versus bucks which i should have remembered um and um and the last one obviously was uh celtics uh warriors so that's you know three years in a row six totally different teams so Catherine, i'm gonna go to you first on this one if that pattern follows like if we're still in this era of parody and there's no you know the two teams last year aren't coming back um you know who would you guess uh, is coming out of the West and is coming out of the East? Like, what's the finals next year? We're not going to hold you to this, but just sort of <laughs> thinking about this parody era. I mean, I think the odds of like, I mean, who knows? The league is wide open, which is what makes it so exciting. But in the Eastern Conference, the odds of the Celtics, the Bucks, or the Heat not making it into the finals is pretty wild. I agree. But with that being said, Let's just go for the Homer pick here and let's pick the series I want to see, which is Raptors and Grizzlies. Let's oh, man. go. That <laughs> is the series. Uh, that would be amazing. Like, that would be the most fun. Vancouver's like somehow rooting against us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Vancouver would have such a deep uh, complex. Yeah. Sure. Sharif Abdul Rahim's there and he's just like, he's present. And you're like, oh, like, you fit yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I that, love that, that pick. Big, what was that guy's name? Big. I almost said big, big country. Red. Big country. Brian Reed. <laughs> what did you almost say? Big what? <laughs> big red. Big, big red. red. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's um. That's he was a, the redhead, wasn't he? I think so. Big country. Brian Reed. Um, Why do I remember these things? I have a feeling He's- that's going to be our art. Our art's going to be, Matt's going to be like, I got to figure out who this big country Bryant Reeves is. I think he should, I think he should work at Scotty Barnes uh, thing. Yeah, yes. Scotty's yes. barn. Yeah, give him a job. Yeah. Matt, you're right. Go to Scotty's yeah. barn. Oh Listen, my God, like, Matt, I'm dead. Matt, Listen, I'm so dead after that, Matt. Oh we need God. all the help we can get with Scotty's barn, okay? It's a lot of manpower, rural Ontario, you know, some some snowed over places, like, God, you got a lot We literally need Scotty for the manual labor. I can't yeah. lift any Yeah, I know, shit. man. Wow. Oh, man, like, you know, but but Scotty and Scotty and Precious, I feel like have so much energy and, like, strength. They could, they could like... They could sing. They the two of them could build a barn. Those two could build a barn faster than like a whole Amish town. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Those two could be like literally like if 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 it's a bet, 
I'm going to crush this. Um, <laughs> That's the reality show. Yeah. yeah. Raptors versus Amish. <laughs> and also, shout out the Amish for building bars. <laughs> Maddie, you got to get a hold of Amish folks for this uh, one, okay? Hit up the uh, yeah, Amish community of Ontario, oh Stratford, what up? Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I'm going off the rails here. Okay. Um, Mac, let's get back on track here. Like, um, all these different, uh, you know, these uh, the the parody era. Who are the two new teams uh, coming out of the East and West? If you if you had to pick, uh, my first um, pick was going to be Toronto because they're Toronto. Um, yeah. But Do if it. we're going to go off the the pattern, um, now we've seen that Miami, Bucks, and Celtics were the last three, and those were the top three seeds this year. So the fourth seed was Philly. So. Mm-hmm. I'll put Philly out there. Maybe they'll make the finals. Yeah. And uh, the West is harder to navigate. Um, the, the, Grizz- the Grizzlies are still young. I give them a couple mm-hmm. of years. So let's say Luka and the Mavericks. Ooh, so, I like that. Sixers and Mavericks. Oh, that's such a finals. nightmare of a finals. That would be yeah. like, a, yeah. <laughs> that's the last series I <laughs> Just like Helios ratings. Basketball. <laughs> Half court sets all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Luca and Harden, just like, you know, I mean, there'll be some high IQ basketball. Um, I guess, be the thinkers uh, finals. Yeah. Yeah. The thinkers final. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Cuban and Hinky, we got in a fight. Um, Okay, uh, I'll, uh, I'll 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 kind of finish this off by, I mean the East. I think we're all kind of like fishing here, right? So, I'm I'm gonna say that for me the West team, they're they're finally healthy, uh, and um, Murray and Jokic put it together, and 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 the Nuggets do it. They make the finals, um, but my my East team. It's way out there. So please just laugh. Um, it's the Hawks. I think oh. they, I know, I know. Like Even me saying the Hawks, I'm like, I don't believe it. Like, I, I don't believe it. I, 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 I don't think the run they had that year was a full fluke, but I think that they don't have it. But I'm, I'm really just stretching because I was like, the Bulls? The Hornets, like I, I, I don't know who I believe. If they they make some moves, you never know. Yeah, I was, I was, I was gonna say Philly to be honest, because I feel like, you know, maybe some improvement from Maxi, maybe they get some more shooters. Like you know, obviously people like to say Harden's completely done, but you know, a whole year Harden, Harden and Embiid, maybe they can kind of figure some stuff out. But. um yeah, I'm got you know I'm sticking with my my pick there, Hawks, Hawks, Nuggets, which would also you know I think I'm competing with both of you for a low ratings finals. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Adam Silver would be like Freddie, listen, I need to sue you for you know saying this on your podcast. Uh, me and David Spade are gonna come kick your ass. <laughs> um, okay, David uh, Spade. <laughs> Adam Silver yeah. and David Spade are going to come kick your ass. Yeah, they you do not up. want them okay. showing up. Just, you just do just not kidding. want them showing up. Yeah, they show up at your door. <laughs> Honestly, just shoot me. That'd be incredible. <laughs> <Just> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Um, this is like the episode of the all-time weird callbacks. But, uh, oh man. Uh, pals, this was a this was a great episode. Uh, a bunch of laughs and. Um, yeah, thanks for you know capping the season off with us. It's episode two fifty one. 
Let me go to you first, uh, Catherine. Um, what's up? What do you want to plug? What do you want to let people know? Um, tell them where to check out your album. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. I don't even think I've said it on my own podcast yet because I'm terrible. But I do have a comedy album. Uh, it was a live show that we recorded a few months ago. Uh, the album is called I'm Your Number One Dad. It is available on all uh, streaming platforms. Basically, wherever you download music, you can also download comedy albums. Uh, it's really fun, really nice way to, to mix up your playlists and stuff. And yeah, that's available now. So please check that out. I do have a, a Nick Nurse joke in there, but... Otherwise, it's just about like dating and my life growing up in Mississauga and all that good stuff. So that's out there as well on uh, Raptors Republic. There's the Buckets and Tea NBA show. Uh, I doing shows weekly. I'm a little inconsistent about what day of the week uh, as of late, but we're going to keep going all off season long and do the the draft and the free agency and, and all that wild stuff. So uh, check it out. Amazing. Thank you, Catherine. Um, great as always, uh, Mac, it was awesome having you for the first time. Uh, please tell people, you know, where, where to check you out. Uh, we'll obviously plug your Twitter, but, um, you know, uh, tell them about the podcast, uh, and whatever else you got going on. So I'm not the best at, uh, social media. So, but you could follow me. I'm, I'm going to get better at man, man, they call Mac on Twitter. Um, you can catch me every week on Raptors Republic with running off the screen, I'm going to try and be a little bit more consistent. I, I took a little hiatus, but now I'm going to come back and bring some consistent content, um, some breakdowns of the draft and free agency and summer league and just keep it going. Hell yeah. Well, um, you know, consistency is always hard, but, uh, you know, both of you got great podcasts. So, uh, you know, it feels like a, a, we're, 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 we're doing a good uh, three man weave or a two man plus woman weave. Okay. That's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is, this is like probably. The I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just shoot you behind Scotty's barn, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow, we're getting some of mice and men stuff. No, this is good. Um, okay, uh, again, thanks for everyone who's uh, listening to this podcast, uh, supports us, uh, all that stuff. We really, really do appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Um, and let me also just shout out uh, a friend of the pod, Rob. Uh, who's who wants to know if I'm getting my clothes steamed yet? Listen, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay. Uh, thank you, Rob. But um, okay. Uh, thanks so much, everybody. Maddie, if you feel like we're done, we're good to go. Please just give me those words. I love so much. Okay. Okay. Listen to the Confederacy of Dunks exclusively on the Rapcast. 